Welcome to the Texas Values Report. This is Jonathan Sines, president of Texas Values. Great to be with you on another glorious week in the state of Texas. Maybe the first month of the first week of summer. I don't know. I, I, I sort of had some intro about this last week as my kids were bugging me to get out and go to you know, whatever water park, complaining that the pool isn't open in our neighborhood, even though we live in a, you know, HOA controlled private entity. Nonetheless, I may get on that rant later, but it's always a great week in the state of Texas when we're here in the studio, particularly glad to continue to be back here in the studio. If you're new to the show, we talk about the issues of faith, family, and freedom. And that relates to the arenas of the courts, the legislature, and the media. We've been running over four consecutive years. We're excited about that at the Texas Values Report. But a lot of our work does focus on what happens in the state of Texas. But we will look at things outside of Texas because typically Texas is impacting the rest of the country and sometimes the world and, and vice versa as well. And so a lot's been happening in the past couple of weeks. As we move into the summer months, we see things opening up more. We see people, you know, figuring out what life is going to look like moving forward. And we see the political climate, the election climate, the policy climate starting to heat up a little bit. And as well, and as we enter into June, don't forget two things. Number one, the Supreme Court of the United States typically makes all of their decisions by the end of June. Some big court cases are going to be coming down very soon. And number two, June is the last mo- last month of the fiscal cycle for Texas Values. We are a nonprofit organization, a 501c3. Our budget goes July 1 to June 30th. So keep that in mind as you're trying to figure out what you're going to do this month and this summer. But we want to focus today on just a fantastic and exciting guest that we have today. Connie Burton is going to be our guest today on the Texas Values Report. She is born and raised in the state of Texas. We were talking earlier about the town that she grew up in. I'll let her say that name when I bring her on in just a minute. But, um, you know, look, when it comes to the issues that we care about, she has been front and center, particularly in the past four to six years. And a lot of that had to do with her running for and winning a Texas Senate seat. Since that time, she has now launched a political political news organization called The Texan. And we're going to talk a lot about that and some of the important issues that that news entity covers. Connie, welcome to the Texas Values Report. Thank you so much, Jonathan. It's an honor to be on with you. Thank you so much. Well, it's been great over the years to get to know you, to work with you as an elected official, as a state leader, to get to know your family, uh, to spend time in the Fort Worth area. So tell us how to pronounce that name of that South Texas town you're from. (laughs) So it's Banketti, Texas. Um, it's uh, supposedly it's a derivation of the word banquet. Supposedly, uh, Santa Ana had a uh, banquet on the uh, banks of the uh, Nueces River. Now, I don't know if that's folklore or truth, but that's what we said all the time. So that's now where it's the getting name good. comes from. I, there's <laughs> always a good story for these little Texas towns that many of us have not heard of, including myself. And so I will add that to the list. But after that point, at some point, you attended the University of North Texas and got your degree in marketing. You and your husband, mm-hmm. Phil have been making your home in in Tarrant County for quite some time with your children. And at one point that led you into political service, if you will, elective service in the Texas Senate. And you made quite a name for yourself during that time. (laughs) Yeah, you know, um, you're very aware of this. I don't know how many of your listeners are. They probably are. But I was represented. I was represented by a state senator by the name of Wendy Davis. 
And um, I was very frustrated um, that I was represented by her. Tarrant County, which was, at one time was a very, very red county. I cannot say that any, any longer, unfortunately. But she was representing me, and I was frustrated. And so um, because I was a political activist previously and had been involved in politics um, at a grassroots level, um, was looking for somebody to run against Wendy Davis. And ultimately... I was the one that decided to run against her because it couldn't come up with somebody else. So we ran for that seat. She got out to run against Governor Abbott uh, for governor. And, of course, we all know how that ended up. I, I can't um, even remember how that ended up. What, did, did he have an opponent? What, I, mean, <laughs> I mean, and not to pick on Wendy too much because there's plenty to say that, that we disagree with when it comes to Wendy Davis. There's no question. But. I mean, when you just said that, I was like, that's right. She did run against him because she didn't do very exactly. well. Exactly. Isn't it interesting? It seems like 100 years ago, um, based on all the things we've been through recently. But that's correct. She got out after we got into the race, uh, getting ready to primary her. Um, she got out then um, and ran for governor. Um, we like to say she got out because she knew she was going to lose to us. But I don't know. That's the case. Of course, it was her infamous, um, you know, uh, filibuster against the pro-life legislation. And that didn't sit well with Tarrant County. So I think that did actually have a lot to do with her getting out of running for the state Senate seat again, because that was not uh, a good thing for her in Tarrant County. So she decided to run against the governor. Of course, we all know she lost famously, and um, we ran, we won uh, both the Republican primary and the general election, and I was in Austin for four years. Yeah, no, and it was great when you were here. I mean, always could always count on you and your team to be a part of the work that we're doing on faith, family, and freedom issues. And now you're working, uh, you've started this entity, this political news entity, no longer an elective office. Tell us mm-hmm. about the Texan, I mean, this entity, this political news organization has really burst on the scene and really made a name for itself. And we've been very glad to see you do the work that we do because we know we've got that friendship and relationship um, for many years. But at the same time, also to have another news source that sees the value in the work that we do and actually reports about these things is very important. Talk to us a little bit about why you decided to start this entity and really how it's been going. I mean, it's been a year, year and a half. How long has it been so far? So we just celebrated our one-year anniversary, which was a huge, you know, accomplishment for any business, right? You know, I mean, you're always, we are a young uh, business, um, and so that was exciting, you know, to kind of celebrate that. We did a lot of fun stuff, new videos, new launch of merchandise to get our name out and that kind of thing. But I'm so glad, thank you so much for giving me the opportunity to talk about the Texan, because here's the, the deal. I, what I want to do is take the fight where the fight is needed, at whatever, you know, wherever that is, at whatever time of my life. Um, and at the time, you know, it was running for state senate, you know, so that we could get down to Austin and um, promote and work for the values that um, I believed in and Tarrant County believed in. Now, as we all know, um, you know, we've always had a problem right of center. Texans and Americans have always had an issue with the media. Um, We know full well that the media is made up of left of center people. So and it frustrates those of us on the right, because not only the way they present stories, but it's the stories that they choose to talk about. 
are always from the left of center perspective. And let me give you an, an idea, and, and your listeners will, will understand this totally. Let's say they're talking about life issues. Um, they'll use the term uh, reproductive health care for the word abortion. Well, those of us on the right know that abortion is not reproductive health care. Right. If they talk about immigration, they uh, they 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 kind of put us in the light of being racist uh, because but we're concerned about national sovereignty, uh, the safety and security of Texans, um, you know, illegal. Im- uh, excuse me, those who are coming over illegally. You know, it's not from a racist perspective. So. Because I have been, and all of us, right of center, have been very, very frustrated with the angle that the news media in general takes, Um, you know, after this past election cycle, uh, my husband and I sat down and said, you know, because he's been very frustrated, of course, and has always wondered why a state as large as Texas, with a population that is at least 50% 50% right of center, if not more. But, you know, right now we know it's at least 50% of the people in Texas are right of center. Why do we not have a media that just presents <laughs> the facts without um, the spin from the left of center media? Uh, we're not even looking, we're not looking for spin on the right-hand side. Um, we're just looking for the facts that doesn't present, uh, you know, that's not hostile to the worldview of uh, te- of half of Texans. And I'll tell you another thing. When I say spin and all that, and again, you all, I know, see this. I mean, news anymore is opinion. That's all it is. It's not just presenting no, the look, facts. You're absolutely right. We're talking with Connie Burton. She is the CEO of the Texan. It is one of, I'd probably say, one of the fastest growing political news organizations in the state of Texas. And really, and she's talking about how they're celebrating their one-year anniversary. And and we were talking a little bit about Connie's history working in the Texas Senate and locally involved in conservative issues in Tarrant County. You're absolutely right. I mean, it just, and it seems like there's no apology for it anymore either. You know, when it That's comes right. to news reporting being opinion. I mean, what's what's the purpose of an editorial these days? Because it seems like so much of it is exactly what that is. And um, and there is this kind of tug of war, if you will, this imbalance in how things are reported. And, and it can be very frustrating. I think that's why a lot of entities, a lot of conservative entities, including ourselves, faith-based entities, are taking to the airwaves or the, you know, the, the internet or however yeah. to get their message out on their own. But it still matters that news articles are written from, you know, so, so to speak, um, I don't want to say necessarily independent, maybe that's the right word, but entities that are not ne- directly connected with certain news organizations. And I'll give an example. I believe there was, um, we did a press conference in Austin uh, three months ago, to uh, four months ago, just before the coronavirus issue sort of locked a lot of us down or locked a lot of people down. And we were really trying to get the information out about s- some things that were going on on sex education. And I believe a member of your team was there mm-hmm. at the press mm-hmm. conference. And had that not been the case, there might not have been all that much coverage. Now, there was someone there, I think, from the statesman or maybe another news entity, but I don't remember them running a story, or if they did, it was quite a bit after that. And so um, I, I think that, I mean, there's, you, you know, you don't have to com- convince me that there's value of what you're doing, 
And I think a lot of other people are seeing that as well. And they're realizing, oh, wait, I didn't know there were these other stories out there. And people are looking for those type of stories um, when they realize that they've been missing it all these times. And it also is a way for people to see these are news things that are news relevant and not have such a monopoly. Now, it's been tougher for the left to have a monopoly in some ways because of the explosion of technology. But it's still there to some extent. And I think that's a good reason why you're doing what you do now. That's exactly it. You're spot on, Jonathan. That's exactly it. And and even though we profess, we tell everybody, we are all right of center. Each one of us, from the owner to the reporters, everybody. But when you read our articles, you don't know that. I have opinions. You have opinions. We all have opinions. Connie Burton and, has and an opinion? Bring, yes! <laughs> <laughs> Far too many. Oh, yeah, we Far know. too many. <laughs> But no. our content is not opinionated, right? It's just presenting the facts. So anybody out there listening, don't think that we are an advocacy organization. And frankly, that is not our competition. Um, like, yeah. you know, um, what you do, Jonathan, you advocate, right? Yeah. You try to educate and advocate. And that's a beautiful thing, you know, on both sides of the aisle, frankly, yeah. right? Um, but you say that's who you are. What I get tired of is the media acting like they're not and they are, right? And so uh, our competition is um, all these legacy media outlets. And what, by legacy media, I mean the newspapers, you know, the Fort Worth Star-Telegrams, the Houston Chronicle, uh, the Texas Tribune, frankly, right? Um, that's a statewide, in case they don't know, a statewide um, political news organization. But all the local legacy media outlets that claim, proclaim that they're, you know, unbiased when we read their articles daily and go, what, what's unbiased about this? And you you hit it the nail on the head when you said there's stories that don't get reported. And those are the stories that we're reporting on. Frankly, I want left of center and right of center reading our our articles. And and that's what we strive for. And we do have self-professed Democrats who do subscribe to our publication because they in them they have stated you know, they don't see the bias. They want to, and they want to read the facts, too. Listen, I think personally, and this is from a very personal perspective, I don't say it. We don't say this, you know, from our publication. But I think, you know, the facts are on our side, frankly. But we can't get the facts out via the lens of the left of center media, right? They always paint it in a way, like I mentioned earlier, that, you know, we are anti abortion that's what we're called now pro-life people in their pages well, are called and, anti-abortion no and, and i want to hold you for just a minute there we're talking with connie burton the ceo of the texan one of the fastest growing and really impactful if you will and relevant political news organizations to to come on the scene in the past year you mentioned that earlier connie that they'll call it reproductive health care and, and i was you know it just and i think about these issues well if an abortion ends life, how is that reproducing? I mean, it just does exactly. not make any sense, you know, but it this doesn't. is the type of language that we see used that really distorts or misinforms people on these issues. That's correct. And that's what's so frustrating. And, you know, Jonathan, that is the the AP style book, which was something that was, you know, I wasn't even sure. familiar with until we launched I've heard the operation. Of it. 
Yes, that it tells media organizations, you know, what phrases to use or, you know, it guides them. I should say not tells them, but it guides them. And that's what this AP style guide is. It's just sometimes you read some of this and you're like, what? So it's, that's included in this AP style guide, things like that. They say now the term is, I don't know, another one if, if people will notice is no longer is anybody an illegal alien, which is what law enforcement uses. By the way, law enforcement uses the term illegal alien for those who are try- that, that are, have come here illegally. Now, uh, in all these elective center media outlets, everybody is a migrant. That's how they refer to anybody. It doesn't matter if you are here illegally or if you are, you know, working through the system. Everybody's considered a migrant. So they change terms to sound. Well, when you read about a migrant being sent back home, say, for instance, I don't know, I'm making that up. You can see how people would go, well, why were they doing that? Right? You know, Look, the words, whole, the, the words yes. matter. I mean, how, and, and who's writing yes. the words? And the rules matter. The website for the Texan is thetexan.news. Um, Correct. Forward, two forward slashes, I guess, if I'm saying that right. Thetexan.news. You can check out some of their work. Connie, let's talk about, you know, this climate we're about to enter into. And, and, and I don't want to gloss mm-hmm. over or kind of ignore. There's been a lot of protest, <laughs> to say the least, this week. Your mm-hmm. team has been covering that. Governor Abbott's been mm-hmm. announcing uh, the new phase three to reopen Texas. I, I do. And I imagine we'll start to see some more coverage of this, but there's some big election issues coming up. We've got runoff elections coming up in the end of June, starting in the June. People can are already able to start putting their mail-in ballots in. We've got big elections yep. coming up in November. Um, and so I imagine that's something we'll start to see a lot more attention about. And the way those articles are written about these races are going to matter right. as well. <laughs> exactly. So thank you. It is the Texan.news. And I will tell everybody before we get specific, if we do, um, that we have on our site uh, something called the War Room. And it's a fantastic um, uh, feature that we have where people can go to and look. And it's just factual information. It's what we do. It's what we present in all our articles. But this War Room tab has state races and federal races, and you can uh, click on those. And it's mostly the competitive ones. It's not every single solitary one, but it will take you to that particular district and show you the map of the district, the fundraising for each of the candidates, um, articles that we've written about that, background on the candidates. So first and foremost, people need to utilize the war room. And yes, you are correct. We will have more and more coverage of these particular races as we, you know, now that the the, the, uh, stay-at-home orders are being lifted somewhat. It's been bizarre, right? I mean, we were gearing up. We were getting ready to, you know, write uh, article after article after article on races. And now it was all it has been consumed with, is unfortunately, is coronavirus. Although we try to go out. It's not so much just coronavirus, but also the fallout of it, right? Government overreach, you know, those kinds of things. But um, as you mentioned, yes, um, we we are starting to see an uptick in the things that candidates are doing again. Emails are coming out again, as you probably noticed. Yep. Fundraising, uh, please, you know, that kind of thing, because this, you know, these are important races that are right around the corner that people need to be voting on. And they're runoff races 
for the general election happening in November. So you've got some GOP congressional runoffs. You've got some, you know, Democratic congressional runoffs um, and some statewide, excuse me, not statewide, uh, some specific uh, runoffs in the uh, uh, Republican primary uh, at the state level as well. So people need to be, you know, check out the Texan.news as we're getting yeah. closer because there's going to be some voting that they're going to need to participate in. Well, Hopefully. I'm looking at your homepage here and I'm seeing six stories and it looks like they've all been written in the last 24 hours. And so <laughs> yes. that's and, and a couple of them have been in some pretty testy climates in Austin and other yes. places uh, covering some of the the protest, if you will, the the stage riots, a lot of stuff around the Capitol. Has your team been safe so far? I mean, I know it's been can be a very dangerous environment when you're trying to report some of these stories. Absolutely. So it was the other night, Brad Johnson and Mackenzie Taylor were out. Um, oh, it was in Austin and it was at a protest. And he Brad said it did get a little uh, worrisome because there was a uh, they were on the highway. The protesters were on the highway. I don't know if it was a highway or if it was just actually, you know, a side street. But regardless, they were on a street and a truck started two trucks started coming at them at mm. high rates of speed which scared brad uh, quite a bit right you know and that's and so he and he wasn't in the street with them but he was there uh taking uh pictures and um you know fortunately the police officers you know got the people off the street quickly enough and um they were able to uh, stop the truck and and then uh take that driver in and you know he he got a picture of that and and um other news outlets contacted him asking him to share that picture as well so they've been very safe you know we don't want anybody hurt in any way whatsoever and so we want to make sure that they don't you know get in precarious situations at the same time they're out there trying to get the stories for texans as well well and one of the things i see here and there is a subscription requirement just so people knows i think what i see here is 750 a month uh that's probably manageable (laughs) for a lot of folks seven dollars and fifty cents a month for the subscription and there's also an article here too i did an interview about this recently on contact tracing. A lot of people have been asking yeah. about that. There there, uh, there are growing concerns about that. So I see you've got an article on that covering that issue. Mm-hmm. And I want to circle back around to, you know, your team covered a press conference that we had two or three months ago, and we end up having a victory on that. We ended up in a position where the, uh, the Austin Independent School District decided to not have their sex education program this school year. And so, and this was a sex education program that was promoting abortion, that was promoting LGBT, anti-religious liberty issues, and really trying to encourage people to become advocates against people that have biblical values and shame them. And really, in our Mm -hmm. view, create a hostile environment. So I just want to circle back around. You might have seen that, but to let you know, that was the first week of May. And it was very encouraging to get any kind of sliver, if you will, of victory when you can on that issue. And I'm sure Austin ISD will come back. And I'm sure, you know, it might have had something to do with the climate and and kids learning from home and all of that, which we we did send a letter to them and point that out and say, look, scrap this for now. And so, but I want you to know that we did have that victory. And I think your team reporting a very important news story, while a lot of people ignored it, uh, certainly there was value to this issue getting in, in front of more people. And, and I just want, want you to know we appreciate that. And um, But I also wanted to conclude, I know the life issue has always been something that 
that you've cared about in that we feel like sometimes just does not get covered as well as we were discussing. I think this is an area where you continue to see, and there's a lot of young people on your team, uh, young people more and more that, that have touches with this, that have an understanding. And I, I like to think there's some momentum, and it certainly helps when you've got a president that supports a lot of those issues. But I think it's going to continue to be a relevant election issue. Yes, absolutely. I totally agree with you. And that is exactly what the Texan is about. Not to advocate, not to, you know, uh, be a bomb thrower of a media organization. It's just talking about issues that are important to, you know, at least, if not more, half of Texans, which I think the life issue, as you, you know, mentioned, if I put my personal hat back on, that it is. It's becoming something that is so um, relevant and important to younger and younger people. They realize we are talking about a life in the womb um, and what abortion really is. And so uh, when you cannot find relevant information on this from the regular, I guess you should say, media out there, that's why it's important that the Texan exists, just to get the information out so that people can see organizations such as yours, what they're doing, and then they can decide whether they want to support you or not, right? We want people to make their own decisions. We don't want to tell them how to think. We want to give them the information and the facts so that they can decide for themselves. And as I said before, I think facts are on this on our side if we can just get those facts out there. Well, and that's what we're doing. We, we appreciate that you're doing that. Uh, Connie Burton, the CEO of the Texan, has been our guest today. Former state senator Connie Burton, uh, who wears a great pair of boots, a great looking pair of boots uh, that if, if you haven't seen, she's always excited to show you what some other detail is on there. Connie, thank you for being our guest today on the Texas Values Report. You're so welcome. Thanks so much, Jonathan. Keep up the great work. We you appreciate bet. it. Absolutely. Alrighty, bye-bye. We just got a few, like less than a minute here. Um, a lot of issues we've been working on. I mentioned the Supreme Court. We had two blog posts that we put up this week. One is about a Republican state legislator, two Republican state legislators that are now supporting LGBT ban the Bible bills. These bills are not out yet. The legislative session doesn't start until January. Bills can be filed in November, but they're already trying to get out in front um, and, and trying to bring back something that failed last time. Check out our website, txvalues.org. And don't forget, June is the month that we end our fiscal year. We need your financial support. Make a donation today to Texas Values at txvalues.org so we can continue to protect faith, family, and freedom in Texas. God bless.